because my story would be incomplete without him. When we met, we were both struggling with finding the deeper meaning of life. Our love took us by surprise. Our hearts chose each other and we had to follow suit. We have come a long way together. We're a team and we make each other stronger. Hi, my name is Fungai Mettler and this is the Raw Stories podcast. It is a place where we acknowledge where we're coming from by telling stories followed by lessons. I promised you a special guest last week when we spoke, and I'm very excited to welcome the very first guest on the Raw Stories podcast. And this guest is, drum roll please, <laughs> Lucas Mettler, my husband and best friend. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. I'm really happy to have you here um, and I'm happy to have a chat with you about many different topics. Um, but before we get into that detail, please tell us a little bit more about yourself. Who's Lucas and what makes you tick? Hi everyone, my name is Lucas and I'm Fungai's husband. <laughs> <laughs> Hi husband. <laughs> So I work as a communications uh, consultant in an agency here in Zurich and in my free time I like to play music but I also like to do all kinds of things. Uh, I like to work in different projects and I like to find out what what I can do to, to make something in the world but also to just have fun. And I think that whole making a difference is what initially brought you to Zimbabwe, right? Uh, you and your passion work and your passion project. So please tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, exactly. So I, I mean, I was always quite an engaged person doing many different things. And for many in my free time, I was always very active. But then one day I was asked to join a trip to Zimbabwe with a, with a project. And I had no idea what exactly they were doing there and I also didn't know where or what Zimbabwe exactly <laughs> is but I just joined I was still a student and I had a few weeks off so yeah I just joined and I actually really enjoyed it and uh, uh, when we came back I, I started to actually work in this organization just as a volunteer and to also do my own projects and organize more trips so from then on that was 2009 I started to go every year to Zimbabwe you told me about the first time you were in Zimbabwe with the group that you were traveling with and I thought that was a very interesting experience. Please share a bit more about that. Well, yeah, it was quite interesting. We went there for the first time in 2009 and uh, the guy who asked me to come with was uh, is Danny and, and he's been living in Zimbabwe when he was young and he went there in 2007 and that was when there was a big crisis. Uh, in Zimbabwe where things were really harsh and people didn't have food so when we went there in 2009 he prepared us very well he told us make sure you you bring some food with you so you have snacks always on the way make sure or just expect that there's no bread that there's almost no food also in the shops and then he, he gave us one tip make sure that whenever you get food eat as much as you can because you never know when you will get another meal 
and uh, yeah we we arrived there and everything was actually really okay like the shops were full we we got some really nice dinner the first night with with bread and everything you need and but still we followed through his uh, advice so whenever we got food we ate as much as we could although we got food three or four times a day and so i think during this first trip to africa i gained a lot of weight actually brilliant story sometimes things are not the way they seem and of course he had gone there at a different time and coming back and the economy was stabilizing and there was more food available but very and it's just story. funny that we that we just followed him even though we saw that there was enough food but we still <laughs> ate a lot whenever we could because we were so afraid yeah, that's really good and then i think it's about so we met in 2012 which is about three years after your first trip to zim how do you how do you explain how we met? What is your recollection of the time that we met? <laughs> so I have my own version. But okay, okay. <laughs> Let's see if we have the same. Uh, yeah. So well, in two thousand twelve, we we came to Sim um, for a camp. It's, it was a camp for orphans and vulnerable children, and uh, we were just there as camp counselors, but. There was a little problem. Most of these kids didn't really uh, speak English, so the all the activities were uh, in the local language, and uh, of course we didn't understand this. And so I needed someone to translate for me. And then there was this young, cute, funny girl <laughs> that was always sitting next to me and translating. Uh, everything and uh, within a week uh, we actually yeah we just got to know each other yeah we we spent a lot of time talking and translating of course <laughs> <laughs> right and then i think i think that was like the first encounter that we had with each other and then we got to know each other a little bit better after that but i'd say after the two weeks of uh, I was serving as a camp counselor as well leading this camp um, and providing support to the children um, and after the two weeks had passed then you were preparing to go back and I remember how all the camp counselors the councils from Switzerland and the councils from Zimbabwe were coming together to say bye to each other and when you said bye to me you gave me three kisses what was that about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah because that's just the normal thing in Switzerland no, to give each other three not. kisses <laughs> if you have a friend uh, you just say bye or hi you give three kisses oh, on the cheek on the cheek yes <laughs> <laughs> And for me, it felt like you were declaring your undying love for me. <laughs> <laughs> because in Zimbabwe, that's not how we greet people or say goodbye, right? Um, anyway, so I was then... just being polite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> and then what happened after that? You went back to Switzerland? Yeah. Yeah, I went back and I, I, I mean, by coincidence, I came back again a few weeks later. And uh, yeah, I mean, meanwhile, we were just, we started texting on, on WhatsApp and yeah. we, we kept in contact and, and yeah, we just had a lot to talk about somehow. And actually my, back then my English wasn't that well, so I had to, yeah, I had to Google a lot of words <laughs> when we were writing <laughs> so that I could sound like I'm very smart. <laughs> well, it works. <laughs> And then we had a long distance relationship. I think you came back and then 
went back to Switzerland and about five months later I came to visit you in Switzerland and then I came back to Zimbabwe for one more year so in total I think we had about almost two years of a long distance relationship how mm-hmm. did that work out for you what do you think helped us to sort of cope during that time mm-hmm. yeah so we yeah we, we kind of started dating then the second time I came then mm-hmm. we decided okay now we're officially a couple mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah we just kept in touch we always had this this next time when we will meet each other again so sometimes once you came to switzerland and then like twice or even thrice i came back to sim so we always had something to look forward to that was quite important but then also we we were just texting a lot and calling sometimes also it was very good that we had uh, that WhatsApp was there already yeah, and, yeah. and like technology was making it possible. But we kind of talked almost every night and uh, just got to know each other very well. And it, it all it was all very natural. It didn't feel like we were trying or we just somehow always had something to talk about yeah. or text about and discuss. And so we got to know each other very well in quite a short time already yeah it was it was like sharing about the different aspects of our lives right at the time i was 22 you were 25 and we were literally catching up on over 20 years of life so we had loads to catch up on um which made our connection quite strong from the onset yeah and then there was also the the fact that we were from different cultures and we had we have such different backgrounds as well mm-hmm. so there was a lot to discover and a lot of interesting uh, stories and ideas yeah how did it feel for you when you realized that i was actually coming from such a different background and i didn't have a lot of resources and finances and i think at the at that time i was about to drop out of uni because i couldn't complete my degree because of, of finances how did that sort of land with you and how did you feel about the whole scenario it's not like you you told me the very first day about all of this and so once you told me about it it was a time when i knew you quite well already or like i liked you quite a lot already as well (laughs) yeah exactly and um so i mean i think i reacted like most people do or like i was just very surprised because from your character and your person no one would think of such a a tough story that I mean you're such a happy spirit and such a happy person so no one would think that oh that's such a big story or such a tough story behind it and so I I was mainly surprised but also yeah I I just started to to I don't know to to go through this with you and and to Mm -hmm. I just wanted to be part of it and I was very happy that you told me about it and that we could yeah that we could talk about it together I think that was also very important for you yeah for me it was um, a couple of months of of you know building trust right and once I established that I could trust you then I wanted to tell you about myself and to tell you about my story and it's coming from a place where I sort of always fear that it makes me less of a person and telling it to you gave me the impression that you it sort of made us stronger as a couple mm-hmm. uh, rather than if mm-hmm. i had not shared that part of my side 
And then I went back to Zimbabwe and finished off my bachelor's degree and then came to Switzerland to study my master's degree, which was a whole world of a difference. I think I've written a couple of blogs on my Swiss culture shock, right? And the different things that I encountered that I had not expected, so to speak, right? Like how people behave, how I think at uni, the professors would ask, ask us to call them by first name, which is something that is not usual for Zimbabwe. Our professors always asked us to refer to them as professor. And now I had my favorite professor, Professor Patrick Harris. He'd be like, call me Patrick. And this is a 75 year old guy with so much experience, international renown. Um, and he's just like, no, call me Patrick. And I just found that, oh my God, that's just completely different to what I'm used to. So I've often told stories from my side on how things changed and how I experienced but what was your experience well my experience was actually quite different because yeah i mean before you arrived so many times i i was like oh no it's it's gonna be tough or it's gonna be hard for her to adjust and it's so different here but actually i didn't feel like it was a big problem or a big struggle i was always very surprised how easy you took it and how could how well you handled things like I mean for example you you arrived very um, quickly before the semester started and and we didn't have a lot of time and I just had started a new job so I wasn't able to take many days of work when you arrived so I think you you arrived on a Sunday and then on Monday I took the day off so I could show you around in Basel, so in another city. To, um, so we went to see the uni and yeah. more or less where it is. And then the next day I had to go to work and you were just all by yourself. You had to take the train, had to go to this other city in a <laughs> country yeah. where you don't speak the language. You, you've never been on a tram before in your life. So it, it was all completely new for you. Yeah and you just managed you found your way you found uh, you made friends very quickly at uni that would show you around and help you and so for me it, I, I couldn't feel that that it was difficult or, or very strange for you it just felt very natural and and you yeah you did it really well i think for me it's it's like one of those scenarios where we had been in a long distance relationship for two years and every single evening when we spoke and when we talked to each other it was always about oh i can't wait to see you again oh how great it would be if we were in the same country and we just wanted this so much um that eventually when when i did come to switzerland to live here i was in that state of mind i'm like i'm here now and I, I'll make this work for as long as I'm here. In my mind, I assume that after two years of uni, I'd go back to Zimbabwe and sort of um, make a plan when I'm there. But you had another idea <laughs> before my graduation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, maybe just one thing to add. I mean, you also have to say that you didn't really um, fit into the stereotype of of what people were saying about uh, yeah. if someone from Zimbabwe comes then yeah they will be freezing in winter <laughs> and then yeah uh, we, uh, you'll have to tell her that uh, Swiss people are always on time and very punctual but this was I mean the, 
when you arrived, you were just saying, oh, I'm looking forward when winter comes. I'm looking I'm forward to, to snow. snow. <laughs> <laughs> and then with the, also with the punctuality, you're always five minutes earlier than I am. So you're, I'm actually always a little bit late and you're always a little bit too early. So you kind <laughs> of made me a better Swiss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was always my goal to make you a better citizen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you asked me about the, the other plans we had. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I just um, realized that um, that this is working for me. And, and I mean, we we did this kind of on purpose that we, uh, we, we were very happy that you could come to Switzerland with uh, with this um, visa, a student's visa. Yep. And it made it much easier because it was no pressure for us. But then at some point I just realized, hey, I my biggest fear was to lose you or to, to have yeah that you have to leave and so I decided to ask you if you want to marry me and that was just a very clear decision then I, I didn't have to think twice about it and was also very happy when I yeah when it worked <laughs> <laughs> you're lucky I said yes <laughs> so how would you say it's worked out between us right in terms of our relationship what do you think are sort of our key go-to tips oh, that's a dangerous question what would you say <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> You're the guest. You're answering the okay. questions. <laughs> I think we were, yeah, I mean, we were just, it just worked somehow. Yeah. It was, I wouldn't say it was effortless, but I, I, w I would just say it was always somehow clear that we wanted to be together. Yeah. And we were always all in it we, we we didn't have like parts of our life where, that we didn't share or that we didn't we talked about everything and we tried to to be involved also to know what's going on at work to know um yeah what's what else is on your mind and we talked about this and we tried to figure things out and 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 I think through this we we pushed each other a lot as well to I mean we also had some some tough times but yeah. but it helped us to to grow together and to tell each other some sometimes some uncomfortable truths yeah, so. <laughs> and it helped us to try to get better and to and we never lost this view on the bigger picture I mean Whenever we had a, a tough time, I tried to step back and and look at the bigger picture and, and see that, yeah, actually it's hard now, but if I look to the future, then I still, I can imagine us living together, having a family, um, getting old together. So I always had this vision and this plan and and kind of it helped me to to also go through this time whenever we have I mean we still have it now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sometimes it's not always uh, just happy and funny but uh, I think it's just part of life and and we keep going and I think that's the key right to make it's like it doesn't always have to be perfect but in those really tough moments your connection should be strong enough that you know that we're having a really intense moment right now and we don't agree on how we've both approached the situation but in the bigger scheme of things it doesn't really matter because we we want to be together and really choosing each other every single time i think that's a very very important step mm -hmm. and i think for me it's it's been somewhat of 
both exciting and scary, right? When I think about us and I think of how our two cultures and how we've brought them together. And I think for me, the most um, exciting bit is just knowing that we're existing in two cultures. Our relationship is, is existing in two cultures and we can take what we want from them and leave out what we don't like. What are your thoughts and feelings on, on two cultures in one relationship? Yeah, that was for me always um, one of the biggest advantages we have. Like, kind of, it always made me so happy to to have, that we have these two cultures, and it made it much more interesting, kind of. And it always <laughs> yeah. felt like a little adventure. And it's so nice if you can call two countries or two cultures your home. And we always had to. Yeah, we. It was kind of a. a feeling of freedom because we could always take from each culture we could take whatever we like and 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 whatever we don't like we say yeah that's not us that's yeah. that's that's maybe typical swiss but we're not like this we're different <laughs> yeah. or that's that's how in zimbabwe people do it but no we're not like this we're this modern progressive couple but it helped us a lot to have the two cultures so we could have really have the two views and say no this we don't need because we yeah, we just mix it as we like and we yeah. don't have pressure to be like the others. Yeah, it's really cool. We have days where we'll eat sadza, a typical Zimbabwean meal with our hands we dig in. And then we'll have days when we'll have raclette, which is melted cheese, typical Swiss. And we'll enjoy that as well. So I think it's really worked because we've both been really open to each other's cultures and to taking the good parts out of them. Yeah, and I think this these are the things that really helped us to always look at things from different perspectives and, yeah. and made us grow richer. Well, listen, I could talk to you all day, so why don't we round this podcast up and go finish our conversation <laughs> in our living room? Um, but before we, we complete and conclude, I always like to end these podcasts with a couple of takeaways that people can use in their daily lives, right? So what are the three things that you'd like to leave people with uh, from our conversation today? Um, okay, let me try. Um, <laughs> so first I would say, yeah, for me it's just clear that I wouldn't be where I am today if I wouldn't have had you. So if I would just say it's definitely worth to have a partner in your life or just, I mean, you don't have to be married or I don't know, but it's just definitely great to have someone you can always uh, relate to and and someone you you trust and someone you can tell everything to yeah. and this is just and i know it's it's easy for me to to say because i'm with you and we married and it, it's working <laughs> but uh, i just would say if if you don't have someone or if you're struggling to find someone then yeah just don't give up it's definitely worth it worth the wait okay takeaway number two takeaway number two is for me something that we i mean we went through times where we didn't have a lot of money and where we had to save a lot as well and and couldn't afford a lot but uh, even then and also now of course when we have a bit more um don't forget to live wherever you are whatever you do try to take things easy sometimes and have fun 
um, be serious about your goals and always um, try to get somewhere mm. but don't forget to live and to have fun together and and to to enjoy it yeah yeah brilliant have fun <laughs> and takeaway number three um, takeaway number three for me would be then the, the yeah don't forget the bigger picture every once in a while especially of course when you when you're in a fight or in a discussion take a step back look at it from a little bit further away and and just it, it helps you realize um, how lucky you actually are and and to be more grateful for all the things we have because we're really lucky this has been really fun. Thank you very much for joining uh, the Raw Stories podcast as my very first guest. I hope you'll come back another time to discuss other topics, right? Yeah, let's see if people want to hear more. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Brilliant. Thank you so much. And thank you to our listeners for joining us today. I look forward to speaking to you next week. I have another very special guest um, that you'll be very excited to learn about. Thanks, everyone. Bye.